All right, all right. Well, it is awesome to have you here. So uh, this last this last weekend, we had Pastor Jake Blaukamp, one of our generation's pastors. He got to share in the worship center, and he taught on a holy endurance. And I think this is such an awesome concept of having endurance. I recently started riding uh, road bikes, pedal bikes again with some friends, and these friends are a lot, I'll say, uh, more in shape. That'd be a, probably a good way to describe it. They're more used to riding bikes, if you know what I mean. And uh, let me tell you what, they have endurance, and something I realized is I need to work on my endurance, right? And there's one thing I've realized in life is endurance doesn't happen by chance. Sometimes we have to, we have, to have a mindset that can persevere, but we also have to have the physical endurance that can just continue to push through. So with me riding bikes, this is what I'm working on right now is how do I have endurance to keep pushing when it gets challenging? And this is what Pastor Jake shared on this last week, and he used, the verse is going to come up, he used Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and this is what it says. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance or weight uh, and the sin which easily entangles us and let us run with endurance. Everyone say, run with endurance. Run with endurance a race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, if you were here this last weekend, Pastor Jake talked about how he recently went out with a group of young adults and they drove from Grand, Granville, Michigan, and they drove to Butte, Montana. And I've had the awesome opportunity of making that exact same drive with high school students for several years in a row as we took a group of high school students to the very same place that he went to. And this is a long long, long drive. <laughs> so what we would do is we would rent a, uh, a big bus, a big coach bus, and we would have a, 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 a pilot or a driver's uh, hop in that bus, and we'd all pile in there, and we would drive, and then we would randomly stop at a gas station or a convenience store or some random parking lot, and there'd be one other car in the parking lot because it's probably two o'clock in the morning, and you would see our driver get up, hop out of the bus, a new person would hop in the bus, the bus would take off, and that person would be left in that parking lot with that car uh, to do their, uh, to go find a, a hotel or get a flight back home. Uh, and we did that three, well, we had three different drivers on the way out there. So you can imagine, this is a long, long ride, and once you get about 20 hours into it, the thoughts of, are we there yet? repeatedly come into your head. So I'm in a bus with about 30, 30 other people trying to pass out and sleep as best I can across the floor, across uh, straddle seats, whatever you got to do, pile up backpacks, sleep on like legs, cross other people, whatever you got to do. I remember playing so many games of Euchre, it was ridiculous. But one thing that Pastor Jake said is, everybody's in the car. Everyone was in the car, but people got to choose how they were going to endure. Was it going to be like they are angry the whole time? Are they going to be joyful the whole time? Are they going to uh, talk with people and play games? Are they going to seclude themselves, put in headphones, and just try to block everything out? Everybody 
was in the car, but they got to choose how they endured. And he said that it's the same way in our life. We're all in life. We're all going through the challenges at times. We're going through the amazing times. We're going on the mountaintops. We're going in the valleys, but we all have to choose how we're going to endure. So we're going to kind of look at this and unpack this a little bit today. There's a, there's a story in Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus illustrates that everyone goes through storms. He, he, he likens it to there's two types of people. There's people that hear the word of God and ignore it, and then there's people that hear the word of God and apply it. He says the people that hear the word of God and apply it, they're like they're built on a solid foundation. And when the storm comes, they can withstand. And there's people that choose not to apply the word of God. And it's like they're built on shifting sand. And the same storm can hit the two people, but one of them will fall and one of them will stand strong. I love what Jimmy Evans says. He says the reason that it's important to build your life on the rock is the rock forms you. When you lay on sand, you form the sand, but when you lay on a rock, the rock begins to form you. So I got a picture. Can you throw up that picture real quick? I got a picture of a lighthouse. Uh, this is a lighthouse. This is a lighthouse that is found in Wales. Hopefully it's coming up. Uh, it's it's Porth Call Lighthouse. And this lighthouse, just to give you a little bit of an idea, it's elevated quite high off the ocean floor. It's probably 20 to 25, maybe 30 feet. Sorry, not off the ocean floor, off the top, like off the of, above water level. There we go. Above water level, there's this lighthouse. And uh, I got a picture, and unfortunately it's not available right now, but there's a picture of a, a wave that comes in and just hammers against this lighthouse. And when the, the, when the storm gets perfect in this situation, as the wave hammers against the lighthouse, it'll actually shoot up and water will go two to, like two to two and a half times higher than the lighthouse. So you imagine this water going up 100, 150, maybe even 200 feet when the wave gets right. And when I looked at this picture, the one thing I thought is, man, that lighthouse was built to endure, right? It was built to endure because when the people made that lighthouse and they made that pier going out, they, they knew that it was going to get beat up by the storm. So they chose not to build it on shifting sand, but what did they do? They dug down, right? They got down as far as they can into solid rock. And I often have thoughts like that for us. If, if we know that we're living in a broken world, we're trying to... We're, we're, we're living for Christ, with Christ in us, but we're in a broken world. If we know the storm's going to beat up against us, we got to choose to dig down and build our life on the solid rock. So what I'm going to do is this. In a minute, we're going to break up, and I'm going to give you guys a question. I'm going to have you gather around like three or four people around you. So this is a good moment. If you're not around anyone, find someone to get around. I've got a couple of questions that we're going to look at. So I'm going to let you guys have about five to six, maybe even seven minutes. And then I'll come up and I'm going to share a little bit on that question as well. But I want to, so if you need to shift around, this is a good time to do it. While you're doing that, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, he came that we might have life and life to the full. And when I read that verse, the thought I have is, there are two plans for my life. Everyone say two plans. There's two plans for our life. God's got a plan of abundance, of joy, of weathering a storm. But what's the enemy's plan? 
He wants to, to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy us. So we got to choose how we're going to handle it. Pastor Jake's points on that were awesome. This last weekend, he said, find some holy heroes. His second point was run your race and stop comparing. And then his third point was focus on Jesus. Find some holy heroes, run your race, and focus on Jesus. So my first question for us as we get to diving into this message is this. What does it mean to fix our eyes on Jesus? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for us? And it's July 2022. What does it mean for us to fix our eyes on Jesus? And a, a second kind of kind of question that can go with that as well is what can you do to keep your eyes fixed on him? So find a few people around you, two, three, four people around you, and begin to talk about this. What does it mean to fix our eyes on Jesus? And what can you do to keep your eyes fixed on him? You'll have about seven minutes or so, and then I'll come back up and share a little bit on that as well. All right, all right. Sorry, I got to cut you guys short. Wow. We were having a good conversation up there. I hope you're having a good conversation. But if you could draw your attention up here, I've got one more question to kind of throw at you guys. As we continue to talk about this idea of holy endurance, this idea of pushing through, of being persistent. Uh, we're, we, had, we had some, some conversations up here, and uh, one, thing, one thing that I really thought about was uh, everyone, everyone finds themselves in the middle of a storm at some point in their life. It's not what you do in a storm that helps you persevere, Right? It's what you do before a storm that helps you to persevere. It's, it's the preparation that you, you've had a lot. And, and while we were talking, uh, I, I, I began thinking about people in my life that I've known that seemed like they were so solid in what they believed, but the enemy found a way to chip away at the foundation of their life. And, and people that once seemed so solid, like five years later, find themselves in such a different spiritual place than they were back then. And what I, what I kept thinking about is that lighthouse and how when they were building that lighthouse, the, 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 the engineers of that lighthouse, or maybe we can go something a little, more, a little more at home. How many of you guys have ever been, whether you're online, maybe mention online, if you're in here, raise your hand. How many of you have ever been over the Mackinac Bridge? You know, you drive over the Mackinac Bridge. I'm so thankful that when they built that bridge, they knew that it was going to have to withstand some wicked weather, right? They knew that it was going to freeze, and it was going to get crazy, and they knew it was going to get hot, and they knew they were going to have storms that would come through and beat against that, and high winds, and they knew all this stuff was was going to happen. So when they sat there and they engineered this bridge, and just like when they engineered that lighthouse, they said, we got to make this thing stronger than anything that's going to hit it. How many of you guys know that Jesus Christ in us is stronger than anything that's going to hit us? So our second question is this. The verse describes the Christian life and endurance. And what I want to talk about, the question is, what does it mean to have endurance in the Christian life. We started kind of unpacking this a little bit, but, but what does it mean for us to endure? And, and maybe, maybe past that is, 
how do we have that endurance? How do we, how do we continue strong in the midst of a storm? How do we have it when we, when we look out and we see a massive wave of life coming at us? How do we continue and stand strong? What do we do in those moments? So real quick, the question is, what does it mean to have endurance in the Christian life? you got about five or six minutes on this one, and then I'll be back up. All right, all right. This idea of endurance is such a huge thing. Uh, I, I kept thinking about, about that lighthouse and how when the storm hits, like it takes so much for strength to be there. So whatever, whatever storm we're in, it takes so much strength. But I was really thinking that there's two main aspects of what we need to have present in our life if we want to have the endurance, if we want to have the strength to be able to withstand the storms that come in life. One of them, which, which I've heard over and over again, I'm sure you guys have uh, probably mentioned it in some ways, you have to be connected to God. You have to have probably His Word getting in you somehow. Probably spending some time reading the Bible. You should be spending some time praying and worshiping, spending some time uh, getting fed the Word through teaching. But I was one of the youth pastors here for several years. I was, in, I was in youth ministry for I think like 12 or 13 or 14. I don't even remember, but working in youth ministry for a long time, I could tell you the number one thing that determined if someone continued to live for the Lord as they grew up into young adulthood, the number one thing was who are they around? Who are the people that are around them? I saw some of the kids that seemed so disconnected when they were in 6th and 7th grade become so connected into such an awesome group of friends that love the Lord. And they grew so much in loving the Lord and following Him by the time they were in high school and graduated. And sadly, I saw the opposite thing happen too, where I saw kids that were so on fire in 6th and 7th grade, and as they grew through high school, they got connected with people who weren't loving the Lord, and you saw them just begin to, their, their, their fire for the Lord just begin to diminish. I'm, I've had conversations with people, and I'll say to them, are you living for the Lord? And they'll say no. And my second question is, who are you hanging out with? Because we need two things if we want to have endurance. The first thing we need to do is be connected to God. But the second thing we need is to be connected with other people that are connected to God. Even, even in the Old Testament, you got like Moses and, you know, he'd have to keep his arms up to win the battle. As his arms went down, the Israelite army would start losing. So he's trying to hold it up and he's trying to hold it up. And I can imagine, I mean, there's, if you want a fun challenge sometime, take a Coke can and see how long you can hold it out straight like this. You'll see real quick that something that can be really not heavy can get really heavy really quick. And Moses has to hold his staff up, and there's a moment where he's got men that come around him that begin to help him hold his arms up. And I think the same thing's true for us. There's moments where we need other people to surround us to help us hold up our arms so that we can receive victory in this life. Because you guys know, as Matthew 7 illustrated, the storm hits everybody. 
We're not called to an easy life, but we're called to a life following Christ. The storm hits everybody. So we read Hebrews uh, 12. I want to look at the, we, were, we read Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. The next verse, I'm sorry, I don't have it on the screen, but this is what it says. Consider him, that's Jesus, consider him who endured for sinners such hostility against himself so that you may grow, you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Let me read that again. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. How many of you, and I'm going to raise up, if I could, I'd raise up both hands for this, but how many of you have ever felt faint-hearted or weary in life? We all go through it, right? We all have moments where it seems like that storm's beating against the side of our lighthouse. This is what I want to do. The people that you are, are with, um, that you've been, you've been hanging out with for a minute, let's just go ahead and, and pray for each other. Maybe one of you pray for all of you or if you want to do some popcorn. But I'm going to give you like a minute and a half. This is super. Just pray for endurance and strength. This is what it could look like. Father, thank you for endurance and strength for us as we continue to live our life for you. It's super simple, but we're going to pray for each other for those moments. And then I'm going to pray for all of us in a minute. Cool? So gather around them. If you're right there, gather around them and just pray for endurance and strength. And then I'll be right back up in a minute. All right. Well, Father, I just thank you that you are a good God. Father, I thank you that when you built us, you designed us to withstand the storms that we may find ourselves in. Jesus, most importantly, I thank you that you don't abandon us. I thank you that you never forsake us. I thank you that you've given us your word that we can continue to dive into your word. I thank you that you've given us a community that we can continue to be encouraged and grow closer to you in. And Father, I pray for all of us right now that you'll help us to have strength that does not come from ourselves, Jesus, but it comes from you. So we love you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that, you, that we can trust in you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said...